everyone. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for uh, listening to the podcast. And I really appreciate if you would also mind subscribing to the podcast. I know a lot of you are listening, but make sure you are subscribing. Feel free to share it. And let me know what you think over on Instagram and Facebook at Jeff Gruby. It's about growing as a person. Your best is completely unique to you. All right, thanks everyone for uh, joining us. This is episode nine of Fuck Perfect. Um, I'm here with Cassie. Uh, or do you, hey. prefer, do you prefer Cassandra? Cassie, it's fine. Okay. Uh, and since people probably don't know who you are, if you want to share a truncated version or a cherry-picked version of your story, how you got in to, like, got to where you are today, including health and fitness, mm-hmm. go for it. Okay. So growing up, I was very active, like, from an active family. My brother and sister and I always did sports. Uh, my dad always made us try every single sport. Like I played hockey, soccer, field hockey. I also was a cheerleader and dancing. So, you know, after school was always like an activity. And I don't, I don't know if that was because they wanted us to stay fit or just to have a hobby. Like it probably was looking back and like knowing like now I'm 30, it was probably a little bit of both. Uh-huh. So um, I was very always active, um, even in um, college. I think that's when I started to slip a little bit. Um, you have like, I think freshman 15 is like a totally real thing. Like right. you go to parties, you get drunk, you start eating shit like that. And you don't even care because you're like, oh, like, you know, it was very hard for me to gain weight, like in, um, you know, elementary school, probably because I was so active. But like that once you stop doing all that and like you don't yeah. care about like what you're feeding yourself it really does add up quickly. Like freshman 15 is a real thing. So, you know, there comes a point where it's like, okay, you come home from college and my family is very blunt. Like if you gain like (laughs) five pounds, they're like, what happened? So like with me, it's like when I gain weight, like you can just tell it's like in my face, like everywhere. So my mom would be like, I think you gained a little bit of weight. And I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, I know. Like, but it wasn't like, I'm small anyway. So when I gain like 20 pounds, it's very obvious. So then after college, like I moved to DC and again, like they have happy hour there at like Mm -hmm. 12 o'clock. We were doing outside sales. So like you would go like door to door. Um, Once you finish selling all your product, like you're done for the day. So you'd go to happy hour. So again, it's like, I wasn't working out at all. Like I think I'd go for a run like once a week, which, you know, from going to the gym five days a week and then going for one run, like that's not going to do anything for me. Right. So um, it really hit me that I started to gain weight when my brother was getting married in 2012 and we went dress shopping. And this was when I, I was, you know, losing weight and before DC and I got fitted for size four, which was fine. That's pretty normal. And then that was in like June and they got married in November and I went to go get my dress in November and they like could not even put it on me. Like it was four sizes too small. Mm-hmm. Like I had to get like a 10. So I went from a size four to a 10. And I was like, okay, something needs to happen here. So um, I never, like I used to go to the gym, but like I'd always do like cardio. Like I never was like a weightlifter or anything, but I knew like I had to lose weight fast for, you know, my brother's wedding to fit into my size four dress. <laughs> So I hired a trainer and, you know, he really helped me learn like logistics of lifting, like, you know, 
you got to focus on certain things when you're lifting mm-hmm. weights. Like you don't just like pick up a dumbbell and like start moving. Like, you know, there's points you have to like squeeze tight up top. Like there's just, you know, it's like a science. So, yeah. and with the right diet, he put me on the paleo diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that, um, I lost a lot of weight, like in a short period of time, just doing that. And, you know, you start to feel good after that too. And you look good. So once you, you know, if you feel good and you look good, that's just the recipe for health and happiness, I think. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I just, yeah, for sure. And, and so, and in getting ready for your brother's wedding <clears throat> and you started having a personal trainer, have you just kept up the gym since that point? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That was from 2012 up until now that I just been like a complete fitness fanatic from then. And you like, go to I the gym. I was. <laughs> did you start going to the gym back then in the morning or did, have you always done the morning? No, I um, would go at night after work. I'd work out with my trainer three times a week. And then he would give me, um, he would write down all my workouts. So he's mm-hmm. like, you can do them on your own, like on the days we don't meet. Um, so it would always be after work. I, even now, like I'm not a morning person. I try mm-hmm. so hard, but it, I do lunch break workouts now. Like I get, you know, an hour and a half at work. Nice. So I'll just crush it then. Nice. That, yeah, that's a, that's definitely a sweet spot. If you can, if you get like right before a lunch and you're at, you already have most of your day done and you can just get mm-hmm. in and get out. That's, it's perfect. that's awesome. I've never been a morning person either ever. Uh, I've tried to get up and do it. Never have until I, until I started teaching morning classes. I'm like, Oh, I gotta be up. At- oh, God. <laughs> so early now. It's so early, but awesome. So you were always kind of athletic uh, or, or doing something growing up. And then when you stopped moving, stopped worrying about what you eat. And now that you know what you eat uh, and you have an, I know you have like an air fryer. You've had that for a couple of years, right? So yeah, we um, got one for a shower. And you know, like just how insane you, you look at something. You're like, okay, if I'm going to eat chicken fingers and they weren't air fried, right? You're like, holy crap, it's that much. Like just the, the oil and things like how nutrition can really start to have a huge impact post-college because you're not growing at all anymore. Now you're just like, you're just growing wider. You're not, there's no more height to gain. Uh-huh. You're just I know. eating, you're just growing wider not, and wider. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because I know a lot of times before I even started exercising, I thought like, okay, everyone says exercise three times a week is, is, is fine. Like what I knowing what I know now, I'm like, no, it's not three times a week is like five is truly the minimum. Three times a week is not even worth it to me. I know it sounds (laughs) bad, but it's like, I'm not even going to do it at all then. (laughs) Yeah. And plus you feel, um, you end up feeling so great the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. right it kind of, it kind of gets exactly. you in a better mental state gets your uh hormones and endorphins you also, kind of you also burn more like if you start working out right like when you wake up you mm-hmm. burn more calories throughout the day like it's proven like yeah. i know because i know like i wear when i wear my watch i used to work out in the morning um like last year i think now that it's winter it's like harder to get up but i used to just do it and i would burn way more calories throughout the entire day it's like i worked out for an hour like in the morning versus like at night mm-hmm. absolutely you're getting everything everything's like raring to go fast like mm-hmm. i think i think what it is i might be like hated on or trolled if i get this wrong but i i think what it is is like when you start exercising your body gets moving and it's already up to speed at the 
top of its game. Mm-hmm. Now you're just kind of like at that level all day long. Like your metabolism yeah. speed up because you're eating and you're, you're, you start eating earlier. Um, that's why I always say when breakfast is one of the most important meals. And it's not even that you eat it early. It's just that you, whenever you start eating your first meal of the day, when you break your fast, mm-hmm. that's when it's really important to eat a lot of calories. Um, it's actually interesting. I'm not sure if you heard this. There's a, uh, a major study that was done with, I forget the, the sample size of people, where they ate the same amount of calories every day for three months. And uh, group one ate 50, 50 to 60% of their calories at breakfast. And then huge breakfast, medium lunch, tiny dinner. And the other yep. group ate the reverse. They had a huge dinner. Same calories per day, but the people who ate a bigger breakfast actually lost about eight more pounds. Wow. Than, so the, 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 the other group lost 11. And then the group that ate breakfast, a big breakfast ate like lost 18, 19 pounds because of our body's circadian rhythm. So if you eat a bigger breakfast and smaller dinner, basically medium-sized lunch, you're actually going to lose more weight. And so people end up, and that's the thing is like the health and fitness industry is always selling you the new thing. And it works because the, the, not that the thing works, but the strategy of selling works because people think they're not the problem. It's not their consistency. It's they just mm-hmm. haven't found the right thing. Mm-hmm. And like keto. <laughs> sure. Exactly. Exactly like that. So like people think, oh, I haven't found the right thing. I'll try this. Oh, I haven't tried it. And they, they constantly get out of the hot seat. They get this not take responsibility for their actions. And, and you and I both know if the best way for a long-term sustained weight loss is slow and slow and smooth. Just keep going, yeah, keep consistent. going. And then when you want to have a cheap, cheap meal, fuck, I, I, if I want one, I can have one anytime I want because like 95% or more of the time, consistency yeah so everything works out there it's just people keep giving up because they have these high expectations or they go they go for uh they quit something cold turkey like they're like i'm gonna start a completely new diet and then after a few weeks they're they're so miserable (laughs) because and they can't they can't keep it up because like you said make a small change Mm -hmm. right go for one pound what does that look like to lose one pound? Oh, I'm going to eat less of the food I eat now, or I'm going to eat a different, I'm going to eat more vegetables on top of that. Like you make these small changes, you build them up over time. You get, you'll get what you want. Yeah, so it kind of like, leads, go ahead. That's hard. It's hard to start off like that too. Cause I just remember when I was trying to lose weight for my brother's wedding, it's like, okay, what do I eat? Like I was so like uneducated on all that mm-hmm. stuff because I feel like now people are realizing like moderation is key. Like I, people who tell me they do keto diet, I just look at them and I'm like, mm, you're stupid. Like you can't eat, you can't eat that, that stuff like bacon forever. Like you're going to probably die like soon because that's not healthy. And then right. once you eat regularly now, you're probably going to gain weight. So yeah. I just, and there's all there. These- there are definitely going to be people who are like, Oh, I, you can't do keto like that. There's different ways. There's better, there's better way. But the, the idea is like common sense will tell you, if you look at something like, okay, if someone tells you you can eat bacon every day and it's healthy, that's just nuts. Like it's just, <laughs> that's just too much. Like I know that's an extreme version of what keto is. It's definitely not, uh, <laughs> if I have any keto listeners, I'm dead. But they're like, you're dead to to me. 
You're dead to me. I, and then, and that's, but, but be realistic, realistically, the people that, that I, that I help that come to me, the only people I, I don't help is if they're like, I want to do keto and that's all I'm looking for. Like I, I have, I have no it's advice. It's a fast solution. Keto is a fast solution to weight loss. Like I get it. Like yeah. you want to lose 10 pounds by next month, do keto, but you're going to sure. gain it right back. Right. Exactly. It's not going to be consistent. Uh, if anything, the best thing that people learn from keto is how much sugar they're actually eating. You know, they realize, oh, oh I can't eat that much sugar. Oh, okay. Or carbs. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, there's a, there's a mat, like if you ever have time to look at the actual, like the history of keto, how it was, how it was made and, and what happened, it's, it's a wild story, but, um, the research that shows the guy who actually started the whole keto thing was hiring these uh, researchers from Stanford and Harvard or just uh, various universities to prove that these fat loss, uh, high fat diets were great. And they did not prove that after mm -hmm. they did not prove it. He had, he closed down his foundation that he had, he was running. Um, he managed to pay himself a uh, million dollars after he closed the foundation. Then he started to market the keto diet because the science weren't there and the scientists that wanted to help him that just didn't ended up proving that when you're eating a high fat diet you lose water weight and you lose a lean body mass mm -hmm. but you're storing more fat so when people have a fast weight loss with keto they're losing water they're losing muscle which is very bad mm -hmm. they're gaining fat they're also not consuming uh, the recommended daily intake for fiber and that's right. important as well. So anyways, like it's just, I, I'm not really pro keto. I, I think keto is, uh, is dangerous. <laughs> um, if someone was like 300 pounds and they started on keto to do something and then they realized, Oh, you know what? I don't like keto anymore. Cool. Keto can be one of those stepping stones for people. Right. Right. So this is a great segue into this in your health specifically did you where did you aim for perfection and how did that and how are you able to change it to progress um like i used to think perfection was just like a certain weight mm -hmm. like okay i'm five two so i used to think oh my god i need to be like 115 pounds or like 110 just like i used to think like the less you weigh like okay like you look amazing but now it's like you know i really don't even look i haven't weighed myself and probably since i go to the when i go to the doctors and like you have to weigh yourself that's the only time now i just like go by pant size like if they're too tight like okay like you gotta slow something down but i've been you know very awesome. consistent with my weight for like five years now that's and, awesome and i love i love that example like the the perfect the ideal weight the perfect weight and now you kind of go off of how things fit and how you feel yeah like that's i a, never look at look i don't look at the scale like i that just is, don't care that <laughs> is the uh not to diss any of my other <laughs> people that have been on the podcast <laughs> but that's probably the best answer i've heard and i think that what, what people need to hear because when um if people that are listening to this either follow me on social media when i go to the doctors the nurse because obviously my shirt's on everything the nurse is like okay uh, based on your weight, you would be over, you're overweight. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> <Have you seen laughs> it's, my like, package? <laughs> it's like my, the, 
my weight and my height, yes, BMI can be helpful on, on some level. But if you look at my weight and like I, I, but you have to look at body fat, right? Like, so mm-hmm. muscle doesn't weigh more than fat, but <clears throat> muscle takes up less room, right? right. So you'll, you'll be thinner. Um, so yeah, when I, even when I go to the weight, the, the, sometimes the nurses will be like, oh, wow, uh, you're, you're overweight. I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> that's yeah, not happening. That's why I just don't do it because it's like, you know, people always want to be a certain weight. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. So if you keep weighing yourself and first of all, your weight fluctuates, like I'm probably not going to be the same weight tomorrow morning. Like it just right. depends. Like, have I had enough water today? Like, am I going to yeah. eat a big meal later? Ciche. I don't know. So yeah, if- I just... <laughs> If I eat pizza or anything salty, if I eat something salty, I will gain not real pounds, but I, if I look right. at, I step on the scale, it's going to be like, oh water shit, retention. water retention. I'm like six pounds heavier now. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's not you, real. And yeah, it's not, it's not the, you didn't eat because a pound is 3,500 calories, a real pound. Mm-hmm. That'd be like, obviously over 18,000 calories. I don't know. Fuck, that's a lot. Of, it's more than the rock eats in a day. <laughs> So I know. there's no way that I ate 18,000 plus calories. Um, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes you're just kind of like, you could, you could actually gain weight from uh, lack of sleep, right? You can gain right. weight from lack of sleep. You could get, uh, not drinking water or drinking too much mm-hmm. alcohol. Drinking uh, water is a big thing. Yeah. Water is huge. Obviously you, you, you can weigh yourself and then pee. Then you're like, oh, I'm down a pound and a half. <laughs> yeah. That's why like the, the, scale will literally drive you crazy like yeah. even if you're trying to lose weight it's like oh like well i was i weighed less yesterday like oh i think i gained weight let's starve today like that's just not the way to do things in my yeah. eyes like so i think it'd be a cool experiment to have scale like a digital scale and when people step on it uh it says a compliment on the screen <laughs> instead of instead of a number it's like you're yeah. doing great, and then that's like it. you can log it. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't actually give you a number. <laughs> so what what yeah, are you working? What are you working on now? What what kind of goals or health or fitness goals are you working on now, or just so, life goals? Well, one of my big ones right now is I'm running a half marathon um, in May with my cousin. We signed okay. up for it, thinking it was a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even a big runner. I'm more of a weightlifter, um, hot yoga. I've been mm-hmm. doing spin now because I've read if you're training for a half marathon, spin is really good for you. Um, so that's my goal now. So it's 13 miles, right? 13.1. So 13.1. Yep. So I've been trying to run. Um, I have a schedule. So it's like, you know, two miles Monday, three miles Tuesday, um, cross training Wednesday, Thursday, and then you do one. So my long runs are on Sunday. So yeah. Um, so today. Yeah. Yeah. But we might have to reschedule <laughs> <laughs> today because today's my rest day too. I, I'm like all over the place. I took a break from running because my knee started to get um, a little sore because I'm doing all the treadmill running. Yeah. Because it's, no, it's freezing out. So um, yeah, maybe we'll do the long run tomorrow. But <laughs> I'm kind of procrastinating. I'm like, oh, I have till May. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's only what three months away, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, technically the schedule starts um, March for training, but I kind of just wanted to see like what I can do. So, mm-hmm. so far the longest I've ran was six miles. So I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Six, six, and six miles is not always fun. Mm-mm. It's like a- it's after like two and a half, you're like, okay, this is, uh, <laughs> this is. Well, so. 
the first mile is like fine but from mile one to two it is just like it sucks it's brutal it's like i'm bored but then like after mile three like it flies by weird yeah it's like you're, it's like you you're used to it you're like okay this sucks i know but i'm to keep going yeah, yeah but i'm waiting for spring because i really want to train outside but i used to be a pretty avid runner like i used to run um a lot of i used to run 10 miles like once a month um, when i was younger so and by younger nice. i mean like 10 years ago <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see we'll see what this takes me but other than that like just staying consistent um building more muscle mass that's always my goal What's your go-to treat meal then? Oh my God. I love, it depends. Cause sometimes I have a sweet tooth and other times I just want like salt. Like even if uh -huh. it's like a pizza, a burger and French fries. Um, but I would say pizza. I could eat like a whole large pizza on my cheat day. <laughs> yeah. I don't but know, I don't know what it thing, is about pizza, but I can just, you could just eat so much. But maybe you can relate to this, but um, because I eat healthy, like, you know, 85% of the time. Yeah. When you do eat like crap, I just feel so sick. Oh, like, yeah. I had ice cream last week mm -hmm. and I just like, I felt so sick after that. <laughs> yeah. And when, when your body's used to like not dealing with getting rid of crap from your body all the time and you do like dairy dairy is one of the trickier ones because dairy can really mess up your just digestive system anyways but if i eat too much like say pizza or just something something bad i'm just like not only do i look at the rest of the day like holy crap i ate that much already or or i get i'll be hungry or on the next day i'll just feel bad or what's worse is my workouts the next day suck so bad and then yeah. i get upset at the how much i ate right mm -hmm. um and it's just, it's just, it's tricky. And I'm quick question. Do you think that you crave treat meals more so on rest days than workout days? No, no, it's workout days. No. Treat meal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I work out like six days a week. I'll be honest. Mm. I know people are like, Oh, you should take like two rest days. I'm like, I, I don't really want to though. Like I'm, I don't even want to take one rest day. Fucking I know I'm forcing myself yeah. to not do anything. <laughs> like I want to go run after this, but I'm like, no, like you need to like, you're, you know, I did like yesterday. So like I should probably should rest. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like literally forcing myself today, but um, I don't want to seem like a fitness psycho on here, <laughs> but no, I like fine. force myself to take one. But um, I think, because I work out so much that I actually crave more sugar like at night. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. any day. Yeah. If I, <laughs> if I can, if I can just get in front of the TV or in bed without a treat, like at night, it's a super win. Cause I'm going to make great progress. Yeah. But typically. I like reward myself. <laughs> typically on, uh, on rest days, I'm like, I look forward to it like a treat meal, like on in the morning, like breakfast time. And I just, I'm craving like, bad food all day long if i'm working out though i don't crave bad food so i guess we're opposites there yeah like even on my non-workout days like i'm not even as hungry mm -hmm. so it just depends um but i definitely like i'm gonna have a cheat meal tonight just because it's like you know i have i've been so good all week yeah. that I, again you kind of have to like spike you know your metabolism and you know trick your body almost 
Hello. But, um, <laughs> this is Enzo. What are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, that's um, definitely forcing myself not to do anything today. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome. I'm super Anytime. excited. Yeah. 